Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. And uh, what is this, our second uh, second episode, third episode of Journeying Through Time, uh, exploring Star Wars from the fan-eye perspective. And uh, in this third episode, we are looking at all of the original teaser trailers for a lot of the Star Wars live-action shows. And uh, we're rewinding the clock just a little bit, uh, because in the last part to this series... We went all the way through Clone Wars and skipped a very important canceled Star Wars show that George Lucas himself had approved. So, joining us today is your co-host, Blake. Let's get into it. happy landing all right welcome back to the escape pod mr blake hey chut chut josh chut 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 i see you're uh, you're playing the uh, the holonet radio got the, the classic right. cantina band on dude. Uh, do you want me to turn it up do you like that this is a good song i like this one it's a classic yeah <laughs> Get your head grooving. Oh, yeah. That's a head smasher. (laughs) I'm playing Lego Star Wars. I just feel like that song just comes up all the time. Every time. Every time. Yeah, it's a it's a classic. Uh, Well, let's uh, let's kick things off here, because uh, where we left off was uh, the finale of Star Wars, the Clone Wars. And, uh, you know, that was uh, that was that was fairly recently not not a crazy amount of time ago but we skipped a very important show uh in in the in the order of going through things and uh which happens must have to been be just too excited to get the clone wars <laughs> definitely was yeah <laughs> <laughs> star wars detours uh which is an unaired american cgi animated comedy series and it differentiated with the other Star Wars animated shows because it's like a parody show, right? So kind of like the Star Wars Robot Chickens or, or the Star Wars Family Guy or whatever. The family Guy, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's the same guy who did all three of them. <laughs> so Seth Green. Seth Green, yeah. So it offers... Uh, oh, no, you know what? No, Family Guy. I think you're thinking of Seth MacFarlane. Oh, Seth MacFarlane. But they're both Seth. Oh, sorry, but Seth, but Seth Green... Uh, it plays. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen. It. He plays the son, the voice of the son. So he's actually right. involved in all three of them. So he's yeah. So there, you know, there's something about which Seth. is Luke. He plays. He did the voice of the of the Peter's kid who plays. I think it's Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris is Luke. Oh, he voices yeah. Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Now there's something about Seth's and uh, this kind of humor. You know, like even Seth Rogen's in the mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like the troublemakers of Hollywood. Uh, oh my, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> So uh, this show offered a comedic take on what happened between the prequels and the original trilogy. It was completely not canon. It was like a, uh, you know, uh, you look at the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special or something like that. It was along those lines, you know, just a mashup and something to kind of, uh, you know, fit in the Star Wars label, but but not necessarily tell any new stories. It was more just kind of like for for the laughs, right? Yeah, Um, it was like it was poking fun at like situations from a third perspective right right exactly yeah 
Lucasfilm Animation was collaborating with the Robot Chicken Studio, and uh, 39 episodes of the show have been produced. And the release so has been on hold since 2013. That's almost 10 years Man. ago. Oh, that was Disney. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's crazy. Just Disney keeping it in the vault. Do you ever think Disney will open the vault? The Disney vault? The Disney vault, I think, is, <laughs> is shut to that one. <laughs> I think when they open the vault to Disney+, Plus, they let out 99% of the things. The holiday special and detours didn't make the cut. Yeah. Uh, but there's a few Disney movies in there too <laughs> that haven't been out for a while. Yeah, probably for the best. So interestingly enough, footage of the series debuted as Star Wars Celebration Six in mid 2012, uh, kind of around the time that this show was sort of announced and planned, and you know, kind of ready to go. Uh, but it was it was planned uh, for the release. Uh, I think later the next year, so sometime in 2013. But but Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm put that on hold. And uh, in March 2013, Lucasfilm postponed that release, reconsidering a comedy series would be whether or not it would be a sensible way to introduce the franchise to new fans. Because, you know, this is Disney. They're stepping into into this company, which which has been criticized for a while by certain fans about, you know, its direction with the. Uh, the prequels and then the Clone Wars and, you know, believe it or not, there's people out there that don't like either of those things. And so they were like, well, I don't think us buying this company and authorizing the release of a comedy series that pretty much makes fun of everything in Star Wars is a good way to do our business, right? Uh, so they decided to put that on hold. They went forward with the sequel trilogy and things have just been rolling ever since. Uh, but there have been 62 uh, scripts that have been finished for the show, 32 episodes that have been fully, uh, fully animated and com completed or 39 or whatever it was. Uh, so there is a trailer for this and uh, we're going to take a quick look at what this trailer is all about. So Star Wars Detours. Punch it. Punch it. <laughs> The Empire's pretty chill. Maybe you could, like, join it or something. No, 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 I left a message with your uh, roommate, but your machine was full, so your landlord hung up on me when I was walking your dog because my homework ate it. I got dressed for this? Uh, half dress? Ah, put some pants on, man. Hey, so, uh, how's my nose look? Oh! Are you ready for the ribbon-cutting ceremony? Man, will I be happy when we can stop pretending this thing's a mall? This is no space mall. This is more like a, like a, some kind of a Death Star. Death Star. I like the sound of that. Aha! This is a ploy. No. It's a ruse. No. It's an ambush. No. A subterfuge. No. A confining device. A snare. A box popped up with a stick. It's a trap. It's a wrap. Where's my hat? It's a trap. Sorry, sorry. Just finally figured it out. On my way back to the office. Couldn't get it out of my head. Gotta go. I'm double parked. Hey! Oh! 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 For luck. It's a matte painting. They haven't finished this chasm yet. I guess they went over budget. Don't make me take your arm off, Sonny. Old Ben-Ben needs grocery money. Can you just order me a hot dog? Uh, shouldn't you be haunting Darth Maul or Yoda? Go haunt Yoda! Dexy, why everybody hate me, son? Well, how honest do we want to get? <laughs> 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 
Hey, Sid. A commercial audition, really? <laughs> wow, Leia, you look really... Amazing. Yeah, I know. Why are you staring at me? Yeah, I'm famous and hot. Deal with it. Um, I don't feel like the center of attention anymore. Fix that. Vader! Nothing says vacation over quite like seeing you again, you big breathy bummer. Welcome back, my master. How was the singles cruise? Well, let's just say there wasn't a cloud in the sky, which was confusing since it was raining chicks. Who's that? She's pretty. Well, Leia, that is Queen Amidala. Great politician, terrible taste in fashion, and makeup, and hair, and man, and bad judgment in just about every area of her life except for politics. <laughs> She's dead. I'm not R2! Nobody's talking to you, trash can. Do you not get it, people? His name was Windu, and he went out a window. Huh? That joke was hilarious, and you all liked it. <laughs> Hello! I'm a fool for dancing, and you're a dancing fool. Hit it! Service here is slow. We haven't even ordered. I know, that's what I mean. It would be good to order already. I know, that's what I was saying. Oh, I thought you were disagreeing. Yeah, it would be good to order already. Zito! All right, so uh, that was uh, that was, was kind of funny. It's hard to describe what's all going on there. It's pretty much a mashup of a few different little teasers that are all stitched together. But uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Oh man, I haven't watched something did, like this in so long. Did you remember when this it? came out, this trailer? Oh my gosh, because like this is before I the Disney. See, I mean, I can see the date now. Um, yeah. I just graduated high school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a long time ago now. Yeah, oh my like, gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was really, I really liked Robot Chicken, Star Wars, and stuff. So this would have been right up my alley then. Now, I don't know if it's too cringy or not, if I'm honest with you. I, I recognize a lot of the same voice actors for, for yeah. Robot Chicken. Like the, the voice of for sure. Palpatine for sure. Dengar, same guy. Uh, for Leia, I noticed they brought back the voice actor who did Padme for the Clone Wars. Uh, Catherine okay. Tabor, Cat Tabor. Uh, so, yeah, it, you know, it's uh, same with Boba Fett. Boba Fett was played by the same guy who, who did Robot Chicken voice. And, and yeah, definitely, you can clearly tell it's done by the Robot Chicken studio, but for a younger audience. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like at some point they just, they should just release it, you know? It's like, just sneak it onto Disney Plus. Nobody's going to care. It's like it's the, only the people bonus that... material, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like what, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things these days. <laughs> Yeah, true enough. Uh, but, you know, for all of you guys listening at home, links for all of this stuff is in the description of this podcast episode, like all the all the rest of them that we've done before. Uh, yeah. So you can follow along at home. Yeah, there was some good bits, though. I, I really liked the the matte painting joke. I thought that one was pretty good. That one is pretty good. Yeah. The two stormtroopers swing across the chasm. <laughs> what about uh, Windu going out a window? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a bad joke I got to write down for the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I think the, the, the monkey Who? is probably... <laughs> <laughs> the monkey is probably uh, probably the best. Jabba's monkey lizard, 
You know, he's yeah, like, he's uh, like, <laughs> and then he answers yeah. his phone. He's like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, uh, you know, there we have it. There's detours. Um, you know, sadly, kind of the last thing that I guess, um, well, it was in our, included in our canceled Star Wars episodes when back when we did those but uh yeah i think it's uh definitely it's i mean it had george's stamp of approval on it so i want to see george george like watch this like or like get the pitch yeah. i want to see his reaction i really do you know seth green i think made he made george <laughs> laugh i think with his robot chickens so, I think so yeah i think so they, they had a kind of they had a good relationship obviously i mean for them to allow them to do three star wars robot chicken volumes and then in addition to that, Lucasfilm animation collaborating with them over this show. Like, I feel like it was right. just a good working relationship. Okay. So you think it was George like throwing him a bone because he, he liked his work? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of widely known that George has a has a bit of a comedic side to him, right? So, uh, you know, he can respect some good, good, some good humor. Uh, and uh, I feel like a lot of this is kind of right up his alley as far as all the slapstick. And he likes slapstick a lot. He, yeah. he does, yeah. So this is kind of like, this is something that would make him laugh, right? I gotcha. Uh, yeah. I would love to sit down and watch watch an episode with George Lucas. I would. One day. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Jar Jar. Jar Jar going into Dex's diner. Why does everyone hate me, stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Right. I kind of want to see the follow up to that. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Star Wars Rebels here. So, uh, Lucasfilm first announced Star Wars Rebels on May twentieth, twenty thirteen, following the news that the animated television series Star Wars: The Clone Wars would be ending and that a new series would be produced. And this is why I'm bitter, by the way, about Star Wars. I'm still I'm still there's a small bitter taste in my mouth, even though it's grown on me a little bit. Um, Star Wars Rebels was the first new major Star Wars project to be released following the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2012. Uh, the series was created by Dave Filoni, Simon Kinberg, and Carrie Beck. Uh, do you remember when this show was announced? I do, yeah, because you and I were at school when this trailer came Yeah, that's right. And I remember this because I thought it looked really great, and I was really excited to explore more in the original trilogy era. Mm -hmm. And I, I recall you just being so bitter and just pointing out every single flaw you possibly could because <laughs> you're just so upset by Clone Wars. I was so I upset, man. But <laughs> the Clone Wars cancellation—it it was just such a great-looking show. And you know, when I heard that they were doing this new Star Wars show based in Rebels and all this and that, and it was on going to be launching on Disney XD. And this was before yeah. we even had any kind of major visual cue as to what the show would even look like. And then when they finally released the, yeah. the yeah, teasers, right. then then I was even more upset because it clearly yeah. didn't look like Clone Wars at all. And, and No, uh, they went for almost like a hand-painted pastel kind of look. It yes. almost felt like they're trying to be in Macquarie's paintings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, on February for the textures, at least. Yeah, yeah, the whole matte painting style or the concept artwork style of of mm -hmm. yeah the, the Macquarie look. Yeah, same. That's why the lightsabers look so weird, because uh, it's based on Ralph Macquarie's kind of original concept design. Wow. Any art is artistically weird from a certain point of view. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> on February fourth, twenty fourteen, Lucasfilm distributed six original artwork pieces by Amy Beth Christensen exclusively to six select websites across the internet. That was Empire, ET Online, IGN, Mashable, Omelette, 
and theforce.net to promote Star Wars Rebels. The artwork presented in the form of Imperial propaganda posters was part of an exclusive mailing campaign in which limited edition cards featuring the artwork were sent to 2,500 people around the world on February 5th. The mailings arrived in black embossed envelopes addressed from the Commission of the Preservation of the New Order on Coruscant and included a letter urging citizens to proudly display the posters in support of the Imperial occupation on Lothal. The six card backs, when combined together, formed the Rebels Phoenix logo. The first two episodes, titled Spark of Rebellion, premiered on October 3, 2014 on Disney Channels Worldwide and on Family Channel in Canada. Uh, did you watch the premiere of any of this stuff? I did, yeah. And what did you think of it when you first saw it? Uh, I was... I mean, I, I enjoyed it enough. I thought it was fun. But I, I was really annoyed that I felt like I had been catfished mm. with the fact that I read the novel. Um, mm, a New Dawn. Dawn. Was it A New Dawn? Yeah. And I, in, the, in the novel, I really liked Kanan a lot. And then we got the show, and he was nothing like the novel character <laughs> yeah. at all. So, yeah. So, so we've spoken about this before, but to anyone who, who uh, uh, is fairly new to the show... Um, the first canon novel in its full length that was revealed uh, or released uh, with, you know, under the Disney banner uh, was A New Dawn, which was introduced Kanan and Hera uh, into a, a story in which they took on a, a villain by the name of Count Vidian, who was working for uh, the Empire. And uh, th this was supposed to be a tie-in novel to Star Wars Rebels, except it was released with the Del Rey label. So it's the first Del Rey Star Wars novel in the canon. And uh, this was uh, after the announcement of Star Wars Rebels, but before the show's teasers, you know, came out. And, um, it, you know, yeah, we read this book and got, you know, kind of used to the characters. And, and then uh, finally the show came out and boom, it was like, well, this show is for kids. And, uh, and that, that, you know the book is for adults i mean uh, you know what do we uh like what, what is this <laughs> well it was i thought it was like preteens or something like it wasn't terribly like adult adults yeah yeah so let's uh let's take a, a listen to this first teaser trailer um which is very short and simple and sweet uh and uh we'll we'll kind of go from there to battle the empire Rebel Alliance will form, the Jedi will rise, and you will know the power of the Force. Star Wars Rebels, coming in 2014 to Disney XD. Okay, so that's that was it. That was uh, that was the title card that just, you know, we got the, the logo of what the title would look like, and it was just this really typical Disney XD voice, like, Star Wars Rebels, coming to yeah. you on Disney XD. You know, like, you know, the really, <laughs> the really like, YTV sounding voice. And yeah. It was nothing, title. nothing like the cinematic reveals that we had from each season of The Clone Wars so far. Because, we you know, we just, we just talked about those. And uh, every season you know, by season... It's per we went through the movies and it was pretty close to uh, maybe like Empire Strikes Back or like one of those trailers, right? <laughs> yeah. That was a label. Yeah. Just the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was just one of those things. I got the vibes 
that it was like, this is for little kids. Like, I don't know. I, I know. I just, I just got a bad feeling because, you know, as Clone Wars kind of aged on. a bad feeling about this. Yeah. It was just, as Clone Wars aged on people and the seasons got higher and higher. I mean, like you get to that final finale season and it's like, dang, this looks good. I mean, we're at the point where it's like, this is hyped. You know, people love this, this show. And, and th- th- this was at the time it was season five. Um, because you know, well, season five, six, because seven came way later, but, uh, but they, you know, they looked great and they sounded great. And it was all this like cinematic reveal of, of how they cut it together and the music and everything like that. And then we get this little quick 15 second title drop, you know, presented to us by the same guy who announces sweet life is Zach and Cody every day. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, come on. Like, really? (laughs) At the same time, man, like we... There's nothing there to really judge the show on. Yet. Right, right. No, I was just saying I was judging so hard of the, you know. <laughs> um, you wanted to not like it. I, I wanted to not like it because it took my favorite show away from me, which was Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Right, like it literally replaced it in the schedule. And uh, and you know, like every just, morning you would start class by bringing up a picture of the Disney logo and shaking your fist at it. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention they fired a whole bunch of people from uh, from Lucasfilm Animation who were on Clone Wars. And uh, a lot of this stuff was outsourced to the Disney animation crews, um, oh, which uh, were, you know, being being Disney XD was, you know, on a fairly tight budget. So a lot of that was uh, not even held locally in North America and stuff. So there was just a whole lot of things that I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't think I like any of this. Um, but the first full season came out. Um, let's take a look at this extra uh, full length trailer, which, um, you know, I know we've been only talking about the first teaser trailers, but for this one, it's worth kind of taking a look further into this and uh, looking at the full length thing. So let's take a listen. This is Master Obi Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen. In a time of darkness, when fear ruled the galaxy. Move along, this is a restricted area. Heroes will rise. Entering hyperspace. Destinies will collide. Who is that kid? And a rebellion will ignite. I'm going to snuff out this spark before it catches fire. What happened down there? He did. We need an opening. Found one. Kids, stop! Sounds like someone I used to know. All troopers, focus your fire on... ...on the Jedi. Our future is uncertain. But in time, a new hope will emerge. Your parents must be worried sick. I don't have parents. The Force is strong with you, Ezra. Come with us. Learn what it truly means to be a Jedi. What part of Blast Them did you not understand? It's over, Jedi. Not this time. Now!
premiere of Star Wars Rebels. Join the rebellion. Coming this October on Disney XD. Excuse the intrusion, Inquisitor, but I have encountered a rebel cell. You did well to call. So, that was interesting. We got the reveal of the Grand Inquisitor, and, uh, you know, what's interesting to note about that is is uh, you're right about the whole, uh, the whole, like, look back at the 70s, because that narration, as cheesy as it sounds, I guess it's kind of what they used to do, like, back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. They totally would do, like, a voiceover. That, that went on not just the 70s, but through the 80s, and I would say most of the 90s as well. It really only stopped being a thing around 2000. It really felt like two trailers. <laughs> I think Duel of Fates, you know, it's safe to say that makes anything better. Yeah, I was going to say that'll save any trailer. The movie for the 1980s Mario Brothers is pretty terrible. I'd like to see a trailer to that to Duel of the Fates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, look, we're going to look for those fan edits now that we've said that. Yeah, yeah Ninja Turtles. Like, I don't know, pick a, pick a dated movie, something that you would never think to be with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Duel of the Fates and edit it to that. I think that'd be great. So... But, yeah, it's the the narration at the at the beginning. I think that was all for the Sparker Rebellion, like yeah, uh, initial movie they put out. Like that's all right. the footage they had to it, and that section of the trailer looked pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But then the second half got a lot better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and at some point, I think you and I are gonna go through and do a Rebels talk after show, uh, much like how Diego and I did Clone Wars talk. Uh, you know, there's there's a rough plan to to do that since uh, since Diego never ended up. Uh, having the time to, to, to go through Rebels. So, uh, yeah. yeah it's, we'll, it's about time for a rewatch. You know, I've watched Clone Wars about three times since I've seen Rebels. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Rebels is, is certainly, uh, for me, I haven't seen it for, for way too long. So, you know, I'd be uh, very excited to, to do a rewatch on that and, and, and go through it. Um, so, yeah, uh, anyone listening, and, I mean, look forward to that in the fall. Yeah, and I'm curious uh, what your take will be on it because uh, I think it'll be a very different perspective than the first time you watched it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with all these live action shows, they've they've actually. I mean, Ahsoka is essentially. Uh, this is what I hear: is it's essentially season five of Star Wars Rebels. Like, is that tied into the narrative? Uh, so well, she did become a very prominent character towards the end. She did, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I'm sure we may even see her pop up in some of these trailers here. But let's hit uh, season two, which was um, uh, the, uh, the the very, uh, you know, uh, the awaited trailer. And, and I must say, when, when I saw this trailer, I was uh, much more excited and, and ready to invest myself in this story uh, than when I was, re- you know, exposed to the first trailer for the first time. So let's take a take a look at this. Things are getting worse just as they did back when I was your age. But back then, there were 10,000 Jedi Knights protecting the galaxy. Now, there's just you and me. (laughs) We rob from the Empire, give to the needy. A noble cause. Yeah. I'm on my mark. Mission accomplished. Lord Vader. Yes, Master. The rebels in the Lothal system. Hunt them down. As you wish. Fighter, coming in at Mark 3. 
squeeze Lothal until someone reveals the whereabouts of these traitors. For the good of Lothal, we have to leave. All right, if I tag along? The more the merrier. Fighting alongside soldiers isn't what I signed up for. We are fighting a bigger fight. We can't just run. Ezra, we were lucky to survive. The fear, the anger, the hate. I haven't sensed a presence like that since... The Clone Wars. My name is Rex, Captain. 501st Clone Battalion. I fought with Commander Tano during the Clone Wars. And a friend of hers is a friend of mine. We are off on an adventure! Rex, keep those ties off our back! Working on it! Surrender or be destroyed. I hope you brought a better class of soldier than those stormtroopers. They'll all be coming now. I'm not afraid. That's what worries me. Your master has deceived you into believing you can become a Jedi. So uh, that's the season two trailer and uh, lots more Vader in there, which which gave me Dang. the, you know, I got these major like episode five slash Clone Wars vibes watching mm-hmm. that trailer for the first time when that season was announced. And I got, got really be. excited because I was like, yeah, it's Rex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Ahsoka. And yeah, Wolf in there too. You got Hondo, and you got Vader. Yeah, Hondo's like, back, get, and you know, yeah, you know, getting was, the gang back together. So good, you know. At the end of season one, when Ahsoka came out, and and uh, you know, we had the end of the Grand Inquisitor and everything, it left a lot of questions as to where the show was going to go. Uh, and there was a bit, a bit of a post-credit scene, I think, somewhere, or maybe, uh, maybe I'm thinking of Spark Rebellion, but. Um, but yeah, it, you know, there was uh, there was uh, a lot of questions as to where the show was going to go, and and they brought Vader out to play. Uh, and, you know, I really hoped that they weren't going to reduce the threat of that character. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know we were all really nervous that it would be kind of a general grievous effect. And we brought that up a few times. Yeah. So I'm glad that Where, the balance was good, you know. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do, and I think Dave Filoni actually spoke about this, is you don't want to take a character like Vader and then make him uh, like someone incompetent by like being foiled by these rebels every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was it was kind of nice to get Ezra as uh, more of a capable character too. Now that he was swinging around his own lightsaber and learning the ways of the Force, whereas in the first season it was a lot of uh, a lot of what's uh, that street rat? Yeah, yeah. Star Wars Aladdin. Moth rat, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So, I mean, it was, uh, it was cool. Like the show, the show advanced itself a little bit and, uh, it seems to have aged it up a little bit as the seasons went by. And, um, I think felt like it, I mean, the end of that trailer, you get Vader mm -hmm. almost, uh, you, like using the force to make Ezra almost cut his own head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His lightsaber, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So there was definitely a lot to like about that season. And, uh, you know, the, I think it was the season was it the season two finale or maybe it was a season three finale that was uh, uh, just insanely well done. It was, it was uh, two. It two. was two because that, it was these two Inquisitors and gotcha. we had Vader and Ahsoka, which are all in the trailer, which is at the end. Well, they didn't reveal, spoilers, Darth Maul shows up too. That's right. Yeah. This is a big season. It was a big season. Yeah, it was a, it was a big season. It was, and this was the season that kind of, for me, it was like, okay, I think this is actually going to go places, you know? Um, yeah. It still wasn't Clone Wars, and I was still, even to this day, like, I would still love to see the completion of that show. Um, but uh, it, it is what it is, and, uh, you know, we ended up getting a good story out of this out of this series, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Dave Filoni kind of pulled, pulled through on this one, so. No, it's true. I, I do find it interesting how both series, season one, is really rough. It is, for sure. You know, in both so, shows, they have a rough start. And I think that is mainly to do just the amount of production time to get the show together, assets, mm -hmm. you know, get characters getting to, like the the, the actors and actresses to are trying to figure out like the characters that are playing really well and make a cohesive group. Mm -hmm. Like all, all these things make it far more difficult. And you go into season two and everyone's kind of got their stride, right? Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, because because they they record in one room together, and uh, they almost treat it like a like a, a radio show. You know, like uh, everyone's kind of feeding off each other's energy when when they're doing mm. their lines and stuff. So good uh, way to do it. It is. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's take a look at season three. Ahsoka! Battles leave scores. Some you can't see. I will never let my friends get hurt again. The Holocron. I'm afraid it's changing him. What if there are secrets we can learn from it that'll help us destroy the Sith? Ezra, the secrets in that thing almost destroyed you. Imperial cadets of the Sky Strike Academy who wish to defect to the Rebels. This is Ty SS25. You can call me Wedge. Welcome to the Rebellion. I still can't believe we're here to break this guy out of prison. My friends, my friends! <laughs> I give to you Reclam Station. If we could steal a squadron's worth, they would be key to building a strike fleet. Let's go get them. Everybody ready? Yep. Let's go. One last glorious day in the Grand Army of the Republic. Flying stormtroopers? Worse, Mandalorians who serve the Empire. You haven't forgotten our ways. That has earned my respect. So what's in it for you two? Riches untold, that sort of thing. So we'll split the treasure. <laughs> split the treasure. Oh, that's a classic. Governor Price, 
These rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the commander. The previous attacks were clumsy, but this one was swift, precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics, but their history, philosophy, art. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Carabast. Embrace your destiny. Jedi am Sith. The light and the dark. I'm the one in the middle. The Bendu. Once a secret is known, it cannot be unknown. Your anger gives you strength. I will pull the rebels apart, beats by beats. I must become more powerful. They'll be the architects of their own destruction. Ezra, turn away before it's too late! The key to destroying the city. Yeah, so intense. Um, I loved it. You know, when I saw this trait season, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, we got Thrawn, we got Maul, you know, yeah. again. Like, it's just so good, right? You know, yeah, man. Of... Ezra was actually likable in this season. Like, you know, a lot more. A lot. Yeah, he grew up a lot. They aged him up and, a lot. He had his own lightsaber now, like a green one. he was one. going to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just, it was just so cool. And they also, I mean, Dave was also very unresolved about the Clone Wars. You know, he never got to finish that show until much later with season seven on Disney plus, but um, there was an episode in the season, which was just literally delivered for all those Clone Wars fans out there. And uh, I'm blanking on what it was called now. Um, I'm just trying to look it up here, but it was a, it was an episode that was purely um, uh, it, it was, it was purely written for being like kind of the last war or the last um, battle of the Clone Wars. And uh, I think, oh, it's called The Last Battle. It's called The Last Battle, which is, uh, which is you know, probably in part named after even uh, the, the Narnia book. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, the Last Battle was, was kind of inspired uh, as a, a one last fight to end the, the Clone Wars. And uh, it's all kind of part of the, of the story as to why, why it is what it is. But um, the, uh, uh, the, the description on this episode is on a salvage mission led by captain rex the ghost crew is captured by a unit of old battle droids determined to fight one last battle to end the clone wars um and it was really really cool and i and i i you know the entire time that i was watching the episode it was just it was just kind of written to be a love letter to everyone who loved the clone wars and never quite got to see the finish right um but they always wrote star wars rebels to uh, to act as if it was finished so that's why when you do watch Star Wars Rebels, there's a lot of callbacks to Clone Wars and a lot of uh, people mm. summing summing up stuff as to how things yeah. were left. Because they right? kept they kept the unreleased scripts as canon. That's right. In universe. That's right. Yeah. So so even when you watch the book of Boba Fett, um, the little showdown between Cad Bane and Boba is you know kind of subtly it, you know 
tilts its head towards uh, an unproduced story arc between the two of them. And uh, to this day, no one's seen the full episodes because they were they were canceled, and never produced. But uh, but they still treat those as stories that Lucasfilm is having had happened, right? Uh, so yeah, very very cool. And season three was a was quite a special one. Um, Thrawn Man, was such a big deal too. That's the thing, right? I I, I recall through season two and towards uh, towards the before the trailer, mm-hmm. there was a lot of rumors online that Thrawn was going to show up. And I was so stoked because I've I've always been a huge fan of uh, of the of the Zon trilogy. Right. How did you oh like the portrayal of Thrawn uh, being his his first time in any kind of um, portrayal on screen? I remember I was a little bit mixed, just because. And the thing is, in the novels, you can take a villain and you can. You can make him, I feel like, a whole nother level of competent. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to do that in an animated show without making y- your heroes look incompetent. <laughs> right. <laughs> because in a novel, you can, you have throwaway characters. So they can lose to Thrawn or whoever, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Whereas if your, your crew of heroes is just banging their head constantly and never getting a, a leg up, it's not really the same. So... It was uh there was a bit of back and forth. I had a little bit of a conflict with the final like uh re- release or portrayal of Thrawn that we got. But I think overall they did a good job. I felt especially at the end, uh knowing that spoilers <laughs> uh he was able to uh do what he needed to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh let's take a look at season four, um, which uh that being said, so let's take a listen. It was a simple story about a boy who was lost and a girl who was broken. They fought alongside a survivor, a war veteran, and a fallen knight. I led them into battle against an evil so terrible it tried to black out the stars. We fought for each other. We fought for those who could not. But we never imagined it would end like this. This is a time of difficult choices. sometimes impossible ones. As long as we're together, we've got a chance. At least we'll go down fighting. All paths are coming together now. It's time to get to work. We are the balance, Ezra. We were meant to be Jedi so we could be here now. When Lothal needs us most, May the force be with you. Lots of feeling in that trailer. Uh, being planned as the last one, right? Yeah. Uh, which was coming like, fall 2017. We were also left with 
the the question of if they were going to survive or not because none of these characters show up in a new hope totally or any of the original trilogy yeah absolutely um and uh, you know there was uh it was it was kind of what i mean a bit of bit of spoilers here because you know we are talking about stuff that's further down the show but uh do you remember which season was it that kanan died was it the third season oh shoot i forgot that he died yeah <laughs> i know he got he got blinded in season two yeah uh and then we saw the bendu in season three yeah which, uh I think really he helped. dies at the end of season three. I'm pretty sure that's... He's got to, right? Yeah. Because at season four, it wouldn't make... Because s- it must have been a flashback here when we see him. There was a whole... That- um, yeah, and there was that whole kind of arc with the, uh, the the world between worlds at one point. I feel like that was season three or four, where Ezra like pulls Ahsoka out of that season two moment and kind of like teleports her through time. And so that's why she skips like a whole season or whatever. Um, so there, there was a whole bunch of crazy stuff that was going on in this. So we got finally, you know, we finally got the re- resolution to why Thrawn and Ezra are no longer in the, why they're not in the original trilogy. You know, we had that answered. Um, we yeah. had, uh, we had Zeb and, and everything kind of like go back to his home world and whatever, but Their hidden home uh, world. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of cool. This trailer was so cool because um, it it sort of brought a whole lot of more meaning to why the show started off on Lothal and why it kept on going back to Lothal like in the first season. And uh, it was nice to kind of see them bring some more meaning to that planet and being Ezra's homeworld and uh, more or less kind of a corrective story on how Anakin always thought that he would, how he would be, right? He wanted to become a Jedi and go back and free the slaves, right? That's what he always wanted to do. And uh, something that he hoped that Qui-Gon would do as well, right? Um, so it was really cool to kind of get uh, get that moment with Ezra. And, like, finally now, having learned the ways of the Force and all that, um, is able to go back to his homeworld and, and help uh, the Rebellion liberate it from, from the Empire, right? Uh, yeah. Very, very good stories that they managed to, to pull off and uh, a lot of emotion wrapped up in that final trailer. Oh, so I, I did just look it up. Uh, Kanan dies in season four. Season four. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. It's an episode called Jedi Knight, Night Spelt, like nighttime. Right. Right, right, right. Thank you. Um, yeah. And uh, so, okay. So I guess I guess that was Ezra then in season four that finally kind of saved Ahsoka as well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was through the, the weird time gate thing that they seem to avoid now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's and right. it's just like, it's the linchpin to every possible fan theory of like <laughs> uncanonizing stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, that being said, I mean, is there anything we want to say on Star Wars Rebels before we wrap up and move on to Resistance here? Yeah, I didn't know that Chopper was a war veteran. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I guess they kind of like, I guess they kind of hinted at the fact that he was uh, like just an, an astromech that was used like for, you know, ages ago, like even before, before R2 units were a thing. So he he's older than R2-D2. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think they, I think they decided to call him a war veteran because he, he may have seen a lot of battle or something like that, you know, prior to oh, okay. hero owning or uh, him. I thought they were alluding that he was like... An active duty. And oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a curious thing to call an astrobike droid. But um, yeah, I guess, you know, they, they are, uh, after a while of watching them, they kind of grow on you, right? They become a character of their own. And 
yeah chopper had so much pretty, character <laughs> it's pretty funny too because he's such a like a bitter old man he's so grumpy yeah. all the time which makes him if he was an actual war veteran would make sense because he's a grizzled old war veteran right 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 yeah and droids have such personality in 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 star wars they're basically their own their own breed right like they're their own race of of uh being in in the galaxy i mean if you play a star wars rpg character uh, character you can actually be a droid <laughs> and i think chopper is also the only character to ever use the words wtf but, you know, <laughs> when was that <laughs> you see he says it all the time it's just it's all garbles it goes bark, bark, bark. <laughs> he does it all the time right <laughs> was it isn't it dave filoni that voices chopper yeah. Yeah, it is. And they didn't reveal that till I think season four. It was like a long time. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Star Wars was that? I was gonna say it's always Chopper as himself, just like R two. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it ended up being such a good show. And again, Ahsoka will be the continuation of uh, that story. Um, of course, uh, Thrawn and Ezra and everything like that. That's all going to come to a a, uh, a continuation. Uh, not a conclusion, but a continuation in the Ahsoka series. And it's going to keep going into the future until we have this massive crossover event between Book of Boba, Mandalorian, and Ahsoka, which will be really, really cool it's to pretty see. pretty cool. It's yeah. going to be the Star Wars equivalent endgame, I think. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Um, so Star Wars Resistance, the series premiered on Disney Channel October 7th, 2018. And the next day it debuted on uh Disney XD in the U.S. and worldwide. Uh, 12 shorts debuted on Disney Channel YouTube uh, in uh, December 2018. Actually, no, 12 shorts. No, I, I, can, I can only remember four, but um, hmm, maybe that fact is wrong. Uh, the second and final season premiered on October 6th of 2019. And uh, the series ended on January 26th, 2020, after 40 episodes. So, um, a trailer was released in August August 17th, 2018, showcasing the new animation style and characters. Uh, it received a very negative reaction from fans, including criticism for its apparent targeting of younger viewers, and both praise and criticism for the anime-style CGI, which is 3D animation with a 2D shader. Uh, Blair uh, Marnell of Nerdist compared the initial reaction to early stigma, uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels suffered for early, uh, similarly targeting younger demographics during the release, only for uh, both of those shows to become more positively received with the subsequent seasons. So um, I never thought that season two really sold the show for me, but um, it did get a little better. Um, I think it just took some time maybe to, to kind of get settled in my system. But let's take a quick look at this teaser trailer. And uh, then we can, uh, uh, yeah, this is called First Look Trailer Star Wars Resistance. Um, and it was uh, re released on the Disney uh, YouTube channel. So let's take a quick look at this. Can you imagine what it's like to be an ace pilot? <laughs> This is your chance to make that true. I've got a mission for you. Yes! Blend in, find out who's loyal to the good guys and who isn't. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. You can work on my team. Get ready to be impressed. 
But when it comes to your mission as a spy, I don't want anything to do with it. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I just wanted to wish my competition good luck. This is fine. I'm fine. Just be careful and don't explode. I'll do my best. This should be good. Here we go. Star Wars Resistance, an all-new series, premieres Sunday, October 7th at 10 on Disney Channel. Yes! All right, so that's the that's the first look. Um, what do you think of that trailer? Did you see that? Do you remember seeing that trailer and any any thoughts you might have had on it? Oh man! So I'll do before and after. So when the trailer first came out, I was not excited at all. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it was targeting like a very young art audience. Yeah, it's very slapsticky um, and you know. Yeah, and it, it reminded me. This maybe this is part of the reason. Is it? Which is funny because it's also twofold, and. It reminded me of a lot of the the cheap early 3D animation cartoons that I watched growing up when I was uh, in like elementary school. Mm. Specifically, there's one, and it was it was like a Matchbox racing TV show. It reminded me of that so much. Uh, I'll see if I can find a trailer or something for it. But um, yeah, and so I, I was I was not excited. I thought it was going to be just so cringy the entire time, and then. I actually enjoyed it because it was nostalgic to like these kids shows I used to watch back in the day. It's funny because, uh, you know, what did, what did, what was Bryce's thoughts on, on that show? Cause I, I can't, I, remember. I don't think he watched it, man. No, I don't think he watched it either. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask him again, but, um, I just remember seeing that he's a trailer and I was like, oh, like, it's just first Clone Wars was awesome. Right. Then we get Rebels. It's like, okay, it's a bit of a step down, but it got better. But it still never wasn't, it, it was still never Clone Wars, you know? And then we get this. And I was like, okay, I'm already not really enjoying this era. Um, you know, we had the return of Poe Dameron, you know, for some cameo appearances here and there, you know, showing up in the trailer and all that. Um, but now this show's coming out on, like, the Disney Channel. Not even, like, Disney XD. It was just straight up just, like, a Disney Channel show. Yeah. And I, mean, I was like, this that should is, tell you all you need to know. This is like, yeah, I was like, what, what, what is this? I mean, like, I just, I don't know. I, I, for me, it just didn't really do it. And then I saw the show, and I was like, okay, like, it's all right. You know, like, for a younger person, this show is probably, like, the stuff, you know? Um, but uh, just for, for, like, a seasoned Star Wars fan, didn't do it, right? And, and didn't quite Did hit it? the mark for me. I don't know. Did like, it catch on well, with younger audiences? I, I I don't think so because they only made two seasons, right? And, and it's not like they couldn't have made more if it was successful. I think it's just like they, they saw uh, probably a decline in, in, in viewership maybe and figured, ah, well, you know, let's just move on to other things. So they wrapped up the story pretty nicely in a little bow, you know, by the end of season two and, uh, um, you know, sort of, sort of tied it into the middle of the sequel trilogy. I think it, it kind of overlapped with the Last Jedi and and sort of like ta- tagged onto that and and uh, left it up to that whole year's worth of a time gap between Episode Eight and Nine. So, um, but yeah, we got we had characters return. Like I think Phasma made some appearances in the show and uh, yeah, and a bunch General of the characters did. Yeah, yeah, General Hawks. Poe Dameron was in a lot and then Leia yeah. as well. That's right. Yeah. And they found a pretty good voice double for Leia because I think at one yeah, point, I think it was season two or something that she showed up. And, and uh, um, at that point, uh, she was Carrie was already passed away. So uh, let's take a look at the season two trailer and uh, 
We'll take a listen to this. It's going to be hard to keep this nation together with the First Order at our backs. We're running low on everything. Food? Water? Even fuel? Please, be patient. We're in the middle of a war. And you can thank your captains for that. The Colossus deserves a new home. We have to work together if we're going to survive. We only take orders from one tyrant, Captain Kraken. <laughs> Tabra, if you are to rise in the ranks, I will require your total cooperation. Yes, sir. She is key to finding the Colossus. Finally, we will wipe them out. Fail, and I will see into your execution personally. They're everywhere. Entire planets are just giving up. It's just like the Empire when I was a kid. How did they know how to find us? Yes, get as far away as you can. There are bounty hunters who might be coming. <gasps> Just act casual and keep a low profile. I was a spy. I'm a master at keeping a low profile. Most impressive. I trust the Aces can handle this. I think she's the one in charge. Ooh, you're quick. What the? What is this place? I don't recognize all of these symbols. It's a power source from an ancient time. Return. <laughs> the resistance is proving to be stronger than we anticipated. I got him. We're good to go. Punch it. If you are not capable of dealing with them, then I will find someone who can. All right, it's so way more cinematic than, uh, you know, the first reveal for the first trailer. And, uh, yeah, you know, like bring totally out, different vibe. Yeah, totally different vibe. Much darker. You got Kylo Ren in there. Um, lots more, you know, action. Um, less of the slapsticky stuff that we got from the first reveal. And, no, it's uh, still there. It's, 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 it's <laughs> still it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. But it's not like it's not like it's like completely saturated with it. Um, like yeah. the first reveal was right. So yeah. it, the season two had me a little bit more, you know, a yeah. little bit more kind of like, okay, let's see how this kind of goes. And I think when they released the trailer for this, they did confirm this was going to be the last season. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was some more weird stuff going on at the time. Cause I think this, this was kind of around like that solo era kind mm -hmm. of time to where like yeah. D Disney was really, it looks like really kind of starting to switch it up. Yeah. They started to shift gears a little bit uh, on the production end. So yeah. Yeah. I actually really liked, like, looking back on it, I really liked the concept for this show mm. where I, I really like that there's no Force users. You're just in the galaxy. There's just could be regular Joes. You're kind of in the outskirts, people trying to just live outside the Empire or whatever. They had, like, this little metropolis where they would they would race or whatever, right? It's like, 
it's not as grungy as Tatooine with Jabba's palace and stuff, but it's it's still not somewhere desirable to live either. It's these people just right. trying to get by, and yeah. then they're they're forced to go on the run to to keep their way of life, and these ace pilots that were racing are forced to be, become uh, ace like fighter pilots. I think it's 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 a cool concept. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it it is a pretty neat. Uh, idea and and uh there there were certain, there were some things about it that were kind of cool like it did pay a lot of uh homage to George's love of cars cuz it was the first piece of star wars that ever did any kind of story based around racing and since yeah. since the phantom menace it was the first one to do that ever since phantom menace which was for me i thought that was arguably one of the cooler aspects of the show um, yeah and that's actually one thing i dislike is that they they didn't do enough of the racing there was too many side plots so like the first mm. season yeah almost the whole thing um like uh, the main character's name here uh kaz almost the whole first season he was just a mechanic and never got to actually like fly the a racer right well, it was, as soon um, as he kind of started because i think he did the pilot and he crashed or whatever that he was a mechanic for the rest of the time trying to work it off and get another one working and he only starts flying at the end of season one and then they're on the run so there's not that much racing which to me was yeah. one of one of the one of the mistakes yeah you know i i totally uh, i totally agree and uh star you know star wars resistance like those ships there were some pretty cool lego ships like do you remember there was like one or two which they released these uh uh these oh, star yeah. fighters like the racers um, yeah, there I was never, I never got those. The Tie Fighter one. There was a Tie Fighter one, and um, I think they did release his his X Wing kind of ish crossover thing. But the cool the cool part about the ships in in that show was they were all kind of hand made Frankenstein vehicles. You know, like yeah. various different ships all kind of uh, conglomerated together to to make oh, like a, a slick racer, right? And one of the inspiration for that is like kids. Like, uh, like, what are they like? The boxcar racing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, um, uh, something that was really interesting about it was was that you're right. Like, it took place in the galaxy or at a certain point with a completely different set of characters. Like, yeah, we had the small appearances of like Poe Dameron and whoever else that was involved with like the whole resistance aspect of the show, but the whole like racing aspect of it was like pretty separate. And uh, but then they ended up all getting sucked into the you know resistance and you know the the racers end up becoming like the defense force of the the, the yeah, space station uh, that they're on. And I would say that's the part I also disliked quite a lot was all the the uh, first order stuff, mm-hmm. except for the the one girl who switched sides and like betrayed everyone. I thought that was good. My my favorite storylines are always around those pirates. I thought the <laughs> pirates are great, especially like. Uh, to be like all those sort of things together, like all the characters in the show, I thought were really well done and really thought out and really well portrayed. Yeah, uh, I would watch it just based just for that. I think that's actually why I ended up going all the way through. Right. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Like it was just cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was around this time when season two wrapped up that the trailer and the show for The Mandalorian had been announced. 
Um, and uh, the new TV show was announced by CEO Robert Iger during the Disney quarterly earnings on November 9th, 2017, which is quite a bit earlier than season two came out. Because uh, season two of Star Wars uh, Resistance, I think, finished in 2020. Um, or uh, I think it was 2020 or 2019 or something like that. Um, so let's take a listen to the season one trailer of The Mandalorian and uh, the season one trailer, which kicked off live action Star Wars on Disney Plus. And uh, this teaser, I believe, came out in, yeah, I think it was August 2019 on the 23rd. So let's take a look at this. Hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? What an amazing reveal. It's just this intense buildup of, I mean, we get shots of like the stormtrooper helmets on the pikes, you know, you get shots of the, the razor crest. Uh, you don't quite see the full reveal of the Mandalorian until three quarters of the way through the whole teaser trailer. And the whole thing is just building to this hype because at this point people had anticipated Star Wars TV for so long, ever since mm -hmm. George's underworld TV show announced. And this was in, in the spirit of that basically. Um, and, uh, you know, you just see these silhouettes of him and the armor and everything until the final shot where he has that showdown uh, between the stormtroopers in the uh, in the client's like office or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, you get his silver helmet and the the the, the Beskar, <laughs> the, the oh raw Beskar. Gosh. It's so cool. Right. I mean, I was like so excited for this, man. Oh, yeah, I was I was extremely excited. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't quite remember um exactly where i was when this debuted because now of course like what we were saying it was like we can access these trailers like just anywhere now you know on youtube yeah, when they like drop for all i know i was like at work in the bathroom or <laughs> right like, yeah like, like a coffee shop like waiting for my drink to be ready like it could have been anywhere <laughs> so good though right i mean um this is the teaser that kicked off live action star wars on disney plus so um let's take a quick oh, look at Sorry, I just wanted to point out, like when this came out, man, like I was so excited. Like we were, oh, yeah. I, yeah. you, jo you, uh, Bryce and I, we were all talking just like Star Wars stuff, cause like, and I, I remember sharing on multiple occasions that I really want to start watching more stuff that doesn't have Jedi focused on it, and the stuff that's in the underworld, mm -hmm. because I think the underworld is such a rich, uh, like, uh, well to pull stories from. 
Mm-hmm. And then we got this. I'm like, this is like this is like right the era I want to be in, like right after Return of the Jedi, where you're dealing with all the chaos of mm-hmm. the Empire has just fallen and become splintered. Same as the like the Thrawn trilogy. It's just such a rich era that is just it's right, man. And I was I was just so excited. This was everything that I wanted it to be. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I love the description too, like on the trailer, on the website, uh, on YouTube, it says after the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the star Wars universe. Um, and you know, where it's set as well, uh, after the fall of the empire, but before the emergence, the first order, it was just that time period that I feel like this is where we wanted to see a sequel. You know, this is where people wanted episode seven to take place, which was within the context of what had just happened. Right. Um, and this was going to show us that world you know it was going to give us that story uh based in that era uh which was yeah, we uh, wanted to see what was going to happen mm-hmm. after everyone was done celebrating um, yeah forest moon yeah exactly so this show being you know taking place five years later is kind of a great way to look at the aftermath of how things went and you know it's so typical it's like yeah there's, there's stormtrooper helmets on pikes you know and and you know people have taken back their worlds right uh yeah, with the help of the rebellion I think was always overlooked was sure the emperor's gone and the death star's gone, but the empire was like trillions of people and soldiers and stuff. It doesn't just disappear. Right. Like there's going to be a lot of infighting and it's just the way the, uh, the politics of it is, but they're not just going to vanish. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why it was so cool, you know, to see these like beat up stormtroopers and these, this yellowed armor that had been, you know, around for <laughs> quite a while at that point. And, uh, cause it, it's worth, it's worth knowing. It's like the entire events of the original trilogy take place over the course of like four years, I think it is. And, uh, you know, this was five years later. So it's basically the same kind of time period that you're looking at between, you know, young whiny Luke wanting to be a Jedi and leave home and to the point where he's his awesomeness in, in episode six. And, uh, uh, you know, this is like kind of that same, uh, section of time. Uh, but after the fact, right? So it, it was so cool to see like a little peak of that universe, like just in this time period that was like, oh, it's so interesting. I mean, uh, the Empire is still kicking around a little bit, uh, hiring bounty hunters and stuff to do their dirty work. So uh, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, let's take a look at the season two trailer, which uh, I must say, I think we we're all very excited after seeing the first season. safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. You know this is no 
place for a child. Wherever I go, he goes. So I've heard. Remember, uh, I remember seeing that little uh, little moment with Grogu like shutting his egg, and yeah, I remember yeah, having yeah. a good laugh at that the first time because it's like we all know what's going to happen after he activates his wrist gauntlet, you know, the seeking sparrows oh, or yeah. whatever they're called. It's the uh, whistling pig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a new name. We'll come up with a new name for it every single time. Um, yep. I love the uh, the uh, the in universe music that they kick things off with. It reminded me of a song that they played in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Which was uh, which was this one, when they're in the arena, um, uh, you know, in the arena uh, fighting, you have to you know fight all those creatures or something that's coming at you, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you're in the battle arena. Yeah, it reminded me of that, like the deep growling kind of. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what that also sounds like, Maz's castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mouse's Castle had music like that going on as well. And season three, will uh, it was teased at Star Wars Celebration 2022 not that long ago, um, except that tr- teaser trailer was not revealed to the public. Uh, and they started to do that as of this c- celebration. They've started to reveal stuff that's not um, publicly available. And so you can find yeah. um, the phone footage, which has been, you know, Promptly removed. Yeah, promptly removed. It's still floating around. If you really want to take a fuzzy look at what it might, you know, contain, um, there are some pretty neat little reveals in there, but uh, nothing crazy. Uh, obviously, it's a follow-up to major events that happened in season two. But I think a lot of us are are looking forward to, uh, you know, season three coming. Uh, what is it? Sometime? I think it's next year in spring. So. I don't even know off the top of my head, to be honest. I think it's next year in spring. Or maybe the, this year in when No, I think it's next year in, in January, February, something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many What's Star next? Wars shows Is to keep track of. Cassian, Cassian's next, right? Andor, Andor, yes. Andor's next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which we'll take a look at in just a moment. Um, the next one up is The Bad Batch, which uh, by September 2016, Star Wars The Clone Wars and Rebels supervisor, director Dave Filoni had stepped back from his position on the later series so he could focus more on the writing as well as development of future animated series for lucasfilm and in july 2018 filoni announced that a final season of the clone wars would be released on the streaming service for disney plus in 2020 Uh, the season included a four episode arc introducing a squad of clone troopers with genetic mutations known as the bad batch the episodes previously existed as the proxy animation story reels from an earlier season uh, unfinished and uh, released on the season six bonus material. Um, and we did talk about them in the Clone Wars talk uh, subseries that we did on this podcast. Uh, those stories came directly as plans from uh, from Star Wars creator George Lucas and uh, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy promoted the series at Disney Investor Day on December 10th, 2020, revealing the first trailer for the series. So let's take a look at the season one sizzle, which was technically the first thing. And there was later an extra trailer that was uh, a full length, but uh, let's just take a look at the first one here. 
They call themselves the Bad Batch. an impressive display. <laughs> Oh, I love the logo reveal. The Clone Wars burns yeah. away and you get Star Wars The Bad Batch underneath. It's so good. It's it's That's basically cool. the sequel to The Clone Wars, which we never asked for, but we got anyways. And yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, yeah, Luke's film at Disney like, Come back. Yeah, Bring yeah, back yeah. The exactly. show, sort of. And plus, you at that, at that point, we had season one already of or uh, of Mandalorian. So, uh, or no, maybe it was season two. But um, we got uh, a quick shot of uh, Fennec, Fennec Shand in uh, in the teaser. And uh, right. yeah, a young Fennec Shand, of, of course, uh, which was pretty neat. And, you know, the fact that, uh, oh, man, the, the logo reveal was honestly, like, the most hype of that whole thing. <laughs> because, like, it's like most people might not know what the, the bad batch is right because they may have not seen the clone wars but having that the clone wars logo for a split second before it burns away and reveals the bad batch logo underneath was like so key you know it was like oh yeah, yeah this is it, this is a follow-up it really feels like what they were going for and i had a lot of excitement a lot of hype for this series mm -hmm. thinking it was going to be it's going to feel just like clone wars did yeah yeah, absolutely. And uh, after watching the first season, I mean, I think you and I both have had thoughts of like, I think we know it's going to get better, um, but we were slightly underwhelmed with like just yeah, how I, it was guess, approached. Well, I, I know I had really high expectations because yeah. it was Clone it Wars. Was so yeah, ex exactly. And yeah. I was expecting more Clone Wars, but I think over watching it and thinking back of it now, I'm not sure anything will be able to really get that like that same feeling or that same like the uh the way the show was presented i don't think they're gonna be able to do that again mm -hmm. specifically because when we we briefly mentioned this a few times the way clone wars was done with so many different groups of characters and you could kind of jump around a lot mm -hmm. that just creates such a a, a wealth of stories that could be told and stuff that still feels cohesive. Whereas every other series we've got, and I feel like this unfortunately is the way they're going to go. Cause it's just easier is you just follow like four people. Yeah. You can't really do that. You have to have a more linear story. Right. And I feel like to me, that's, that's the, the thing that's missing to make this feel more like Clone Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, that's, that's what, that was one of the downfalls of rebels. Um, it was it was a uh, Star Wars Resistance did that too. You know, it mainly focused on Kaz and his adventures on the the whatever that thing was called. 
Um, and, uh, you know, and, and then, then bad batch came along and it's got the familiarity of Clone Wars cause it all looks the same, right? Yeah. Like it's got the yeah, same, same assets, textures, same, same look. Yeah, yeah. Same, same great, you know, look, uh, for a show and, uh, and familiar characters too, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, all the, all the clones are there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And the audio played straight out of revenge of the Sith for Palpatine's moment of revealing that the empire has become a thing. And, uh, you know, knowing that we would see the transition of the Republic uh, to the Empire from a military perspective was was really, really fascinating. Yeah, such a cool era. Like, uh, that's another thing I was really excited for was seeing the, like, the, the steps of the, the Republic turning into the Empire and the clones turning into stormtroopers and all mm-hmm. that. Because we both read the uh, Karen Travis novels, and she wrote novels that went through that following the, uh, a group of commandos. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited to see, I guess, how close it was to that and cross my fingers that it was very close to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is kind of cool that, that George had an idea of having mutated clones like that. And, and this series is, again, like it's just something that it's based on the legacy of something that he thought of. Right. So, um, I, you know, I have high appreciation for this show and being a sequel to Clone Wars. I mean, like I never it's not something I would have ever thought of of them ever uh making and and yet we have it anyway so um i'm i've never disliked the bad batch at all i know i know there's there's some fans out there that that really don't like the show but uh i I have high hopes for it and you know it's like any of these shows they've got a pattern right like they start a bit lower with how they uh they just introduce the characters it might be a bit slower to get going and then things just kind of ramp up and yeah um so let's take a look at the season two trailer. And uh, this is a very recent reveal at, from Star Wars Celebration. Um, and this uh, season, I think, kicks off uh, this fall. So let's take a look at this again. <laughs> you can buy your freedom. You can have a future. Isn't that what you're after? We're already free. Clearly, you're not paying attention to what's happening out there. It is time for a new era. There are others out there who need our help. We'll take all the allies we can get. Let's go. Let's get to work. Love the beatbox at the end. Yeah, it's <laughs> so cool. good, right? Uh, we got Gunji, confirmed survivor of Order 66. He's going to show up in true, season two. Yeah, yeah the Wookiee Jedi. Well, we'll also learn, I guess, if he ever was apprenticed or not, because we only saw him as a, a youngling. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Um, I guess we'll find out maybe how he got away. And uh, lots more of the Republic commandos showing up. I know they made the reveals uh, in, in I mean, Clone Wars and season one of Bad Batch, but uh, uh, there was that yeah, big, huge... A- military base that they were all being trained yeah. at so i think they're the Which only super cool that's yeah. probably my favorite part was oh, that reveal yeah. and dealing with all the commandos and stuff it almost felt yeah. like 
they were going into a like a James Bond kind of base, like yeah, villain base. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was it was cool that uh, uh, we got this. Like they might be the only competition that they have, or the only chance they've got at taking down the Bad Batch. Uh, in you know, um, because they they're after them now, right? So, um, so the book. Man, of, to be honest, I felt like we already had two seasons of this show. I didn't <laughs> it hadn't came out yet. I thought we were going to season three. Season two, yeah, no, season two comes out uh, this year, so I'm I'm super looking forward to that. I think it comes out right after Andor finishes up. So um, one, uh, no, we got we got three more shows here. Uh, book of Boba, season one. Let's uh, let's take a look. Season two will be a thing. We don't have a trailer for that yet, but it is uh, uh, unofficially confirmed. Um, and yeah. uh, the- I believe the plot is he is now giving up uh, wanting to be a, a crime lord, and instead he's going to open a public library. There you We're go. Go through the adventures of that. Really, I heard he was opening up a diner. <laughs> oh man, maybe they changed the script. Maybe they. There's rewrites. Well, maybe to go do some reshoots. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's take a look at this trailer for season one. I am not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? What prevents us all from killing you? Taking what we want. If you had spoken such insolence to Jabba, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. So this show was announced. Um, they actually kept it uh, very subtly hidden um, when they announced all the new slate for things at the the Disney uh, Investors Day or whatever it was. Uh, and it was actually revealed in the post credits of The Mandalorian season two that this show was going to happen. Um, and then later it was confirmed officially. You know, it's like it was like the same day or the next day that uh, Lucasfilm issued a press that it's like yes this is also added on to our slate we just didn't want to spoil the surprise mm. <laughs> uh but what did you think when you saw that teaser trailer i was pretty excited i know we had long speculated that they were going to make a boba fett movie and uh hearing all the rumors back and forth that was going to happen and then it wasn't going to happen and then this came out almost out of nowhere like that being said like we we got the reveal that boba's alive in mandalorian mm-hmm 
but I was not expecting for him to get his own series. Yeah, no, I guess, um, I guess like, you know, we had the, we'd already seen a few episodes where that he was in and helped out Din Djarin on his adventure to recover Grogu. Um, initially, you know, was really after his armor and, you know, knowing that he saved Fennec Shand and all that stuff. Um, and then the finale episode when he shoots off into space with Slave One, you know, having done his job and kind of smacking his hands together saying, all right, my job's done here. I reunited the, the kid with, uh, with his dad kind of thing. Um, it was, uh, it was like, okay, I guess I never really thought about it. Like as what's, what's next for Boba Fett. I thought maybe, oh, maybe he'll show up in Mandalorian season three. Um, but the yeah. fact that he actually has his own story and got his own show and everything that kind of ties into the mix of all this stuff is actually really neat. And I did mm -hmm. a one day watch with, uh, Diego just not long ago, um, within the last like three weeks. And, uh, he, cause he hadn't, he hadn't seen it yet. And, and I was like, Hey, we got to sit down and watch the show. So, uh, I sat down and watched it and, you know, even though I've seen each episode kind of two or three times already, just while we were doing the re reviews and, you know, all the, all the after show stuff for that show, uh, watching all of them kind of just back to back to back in like one kind of binge sitting, it was actually like really cool. And, uh, you know, not that I dislike the show ever. Yeah. There's moments where I was like kind of iffy on and, you know, like the speeder chase and whatever else. Um, but I was like, I don't know what it is, but the show just feels, feels better now. It just, like, I did one, a one day mm -hmm. watch and I was like, it just feels good. Like it's just, there's so much more that I'm excited about. And especially when I was showing someone else, I was like, who hadn't seen it yet. I was like, yeah, this is actually like a really good show. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I mean, going into Mandalorian season three, you know, if, if anyone out there hasn't, hasn't seen Book of Boba yet, definitely give it a go. And, uh, you know, seven episodes and, and, uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll probably like it uh, do a whole binge and there's a lot of tie-in I mean, material there you really can't go wrong even if like it's not to like full expectations but right. you can't go wrong watching a, a show that's going to be gunslinging on Tatooine at the end of the day right exactly yeah and it's it's a very it's got a lot of western flair too i mean like if, yeah, we, if we thought i liked like, about it yeah mandalorian had had gone that route a little bit here and there um but uh book of boba is just like a whole nother a whole nother level of of you know we got to take back the town kind of thing, you know? Um, yes, right. And there's a whole season yeah. about that. Almost which is a, pretty sweet. a little, little last samurai esque too, right? Where mm -hmm. uh, he's like trains with the Tuscans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you like, you like learn like this culture that you were at war with essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, it was, it, it had some really, really good story to it. And, and I really appreciated all the flashbacks to attack of the clones, which as we know is Phil's favorite star Wars movie. So, <laughs> um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, let's take a look at the season one trailer. This was one of the most anticipated Star Wars shows of, uh, of, you know, all time, all time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's, let's take a listen to this. The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. The key to hunting Jedi is patience.
Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? Wow, what an amazing trailer. Once again, Duel of Fades playing such a big part in that, <laughs> that hype. <laughs> the prequels are back, it screams, you know. That's uh, funny. I didn't realize how many times they reused that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going through these teaser trailers, I mean, like it just goes to show how amazing that song is for hyping people up, right? Yeah. Um, I, got a, I got a quick audio bite here to play. Hold on a second. I'm going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The crowd goes wild. Uh, that was at the, 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 the reveal um, two years ago when uh, they did the stage reveal at D23, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, super hyped up show. And uh, that trailer really got everyone going, I think, when, when they saw it. Oh, man. Yeah, it got me for sure. I was super psyched. Like, I was like sharing links with just about everyone I knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just immediately send everyone spam. Yeah. Like, set off the Google bots. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was an amazing show. Really recently came out. Uh, most recent one, actually. So, uh, I mean, we've talked about it extensively already. So uh, let's kick things off into Andor, which was just dropped at Celebration 22. We got the season one teaser trailer. And uh, let's take a listen to this one. Satisfied. They're everywhere. They're watching me now. Soon enough, these days will end. There will be no rules going forward. up. 
That's what a reckoning sounds like. All right, so uh, this was the last one, and uh, I know we're all really excited for Andor, but uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I couldn't help but think at the at the start, this is the only trailer of the last three podcasts about this, fourth including this one, that is about something that hasn't come out yet. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I guess, you know, once again, kicking things off with the, oh, yeah. oh no, I'm terrible at that. <laughs> yeah, you, you can almost see there's almost, almost a little bit of like a, uh, like a, what's the word I want? They started to like, like form like a plate mm-hmm. they, they kind of base everything off of, right? You're seeing a lot of similarities. You compare them all side by side. Yeah, there there really is. I mean, like even the Star Wars Eclipse trailer, I think, if I'm not mistaken, had. Um, I think some... it does too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it does, if I'm not mistaken. But and that's what we got wrong with our Jar Jar Binks uh, trailer. Man, if we had done that, <laughs> that would have been so much better. Yeah, yeah, like, it would have been official. Hold on, let, let's play a little soundbite of Eclipse. I think it's I think it's here somewhere. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There it is. It's yeah. got the chanting. The choir yeah. yeah. I'll skip forward a bit. A bit again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it just sounded so similar. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's got it's got this real kind of like epic vibe about it. And uh, Andor's going to explore the story of, of, of Cassian Andor and Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera before the events of uh, Rogue One. Uh, over mm-hmm. the course of a four-year period of time, around the same time as the Kenobi show, so it's going to be very cool to see all that stuff. And I think we're looking forward I'm to that excited. very much. Yeah, we're going to be sitting down yeah. and doing after shows every week in uh, the end of August, uh, going forward through September. Man, that's so soon. I didn't yeah. realize it was that soon. Yeah, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty this, soon. The series gave me the trailer at least gave me like really strong 007 vibes like a lot of espionage sort yeah. of thing going on like secret military bases yeah um, i think if if that trailer is accurate i think it's gonna be really cool oh it's gonna be sweet yeah um i wouldn't be surprised if there was maybe a few tie-ins with the bad batch season two as well uh seeing as they kind of go hand in hand around the same time um bad batch is a couple years before but um, but I mean, like, as far as the events goes, like there's a lot of political shifting going on. So, uh, yeah, we maybe we'll see some cr- character crossovers a bit like a bit like Fennec Shand, you know, showing up in a younger self in B- mm-hmm. Bad Batch season one. And then, you know, and then she's in Mandalorian and Book of Boba and all that stuff. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think we have plans to do some what happened episodes for um, uh, Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera and Andor, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we'll see if we can get to those uh, before the events of the show take place. But um, yeah, hype is real. I mean, like, as we've seen with all the Star Wars TV trailers, which brings the TV trailers to a close, um, is there anything you have last minutes to say on kind of what we've what we've gone over uh, between all these cinematic reveals for television? For television specifically, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's still relevant. Even maybe not as relevant as the films, but it's it's still neat to see the progression of trailers over time. Mm-hmm. And 
we weren't able to watch it, but to start with like the the well, I guess not even farther back, I was gonna say the the Gendy cartoon. So we went all, all the way back <laughs> to watch like Star Wars Holiday Special all the way to here. That's a that's a quite a uh, road trip. Let's call it. It is, and if you take, jump through the galaxy, <laughs> yeah, I mean we went from hyperspace, you know, from uh, 1978 to uh, I mean 2022. That's that's quite a jump of Star Wars on television, and uh, certainly been it's pretty cool, pretty neat. Yeah, and, and I guess if I were to say anything uh, about it, I would say that I'm really. Like I'm really satisfied that George was able to get his dream in that regards because I think he he wanted to do this for a really long time mm-hmm. and it just never really worked out while he was in in control of the ship. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's uh, just a, a a a lovely thought to know that he's still alive to to kind of sit at home on the couch with a smile on his face as he watches uh, episode by episode of you know the torch that he's passed on to these new storytellers. So I'm sure he's yeah, looking forward so to Andor as well. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, uh, I guess we will catch you in the next one. All right. Well, we'll see you out there. Keep flying. All right. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Star Wars Escape Pod. Uh, we absolutely... Love and appreciate all of you guys tuning into uh, the podcast and sharing the show with a friend. Uh, if you get any chance to drop a five-star review, leave us a few words. Feedback uh, helps the algorithms, help, helps people discover the show on the search because uh, there is a lot of Star Wars podcasts out there. And if you're listening to ours, we truly, genuinely appreciate it because we do this as a hobby. So um, you can join us on the Discord. There's a link in the description as well as our Twitter and Instagram at SWSK Podcast. There's an email where you can drop us a voice recording or uh, leave us a voicemail or a speak pipe address. The email is SWSKPodcast at gmail.com. And as always, I'm your host, Josh. This was Star Wars Escape Pod, and may the Force be with you. It's like-